Hi, it's Lauren Shahadi. You're about to hear a special Winter Olympics episode of the Today Show podcast. You can catch all the history-making moments, athlete interviews, and inspiring stories from the games every morning on the Today podcast, your destination for news on the go. Stay right here to listen to this special episode now. And don't forget to follow Today wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. Making history. The U.S. wins silver in team figure skating. It's best. Oh, my goodness. That is shocking. This is huge. A stunning performance from ice dancers Madison Chalk and Evan Bates leading the way. And this morning, they're celebrating with us live. Stunner on the slopes, a rough start for Michaela Schifrin, crashing out of the giant slalom. What she is saying about missing out on her first chance at a medal, and we'll talk to Lindsey Vaughn about the history that she can still make in the coming days. In the spotlight, China hosting the world with the eyes of the world upon it. From human rights abuses the U.S. calls genocide to China's embrace of Vladimir Putin at the very moment Russia appears poised to invade Ukraine. The intense scrutiny of the controversial host nation just ahead. All that, plus life in the bubble. The pandemic adding layers of complication and concern to these games. This morning, Craig gives us a firsthand look at what athletes and those covering the events are facing. And thrills and chills. The triumph from an exciting opening weekend as the first full week of competition gets underway today, Monday, February 7th, 2022. NBC News. This is a special edition of Today, the Winter Olympics with Santa Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Rockefeller Plaza. Uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to today. It's Monday morning, mm-hmm. and welcome to our little cozy home on the plaza for the next two weeks. I'm kind of digging it. I mean, it's us. We've got our crowd out here, our fully vaccinated crowd. We're going to be celebrating. We've got a fire pit. I, I mean, mean, come on. It's the next best thing to Beijing. Yeah. You can't be there because yeah. of the pandemic, and yeah. we got a lot to celebrate yes, actually, with do. Team USA, including its remarkable silver medal in team figure skating after taking bronze in the past two Winter Olympics. Yeah, a lot of that success due in large part to this dynamic duo. Check them out, Madison Chalk and Evan Bates. We're going to chat with them live. They are credited with helping the U.S. get that silver medal. Oh, yeah, that yeah. performance was a stunner. Let's focus now on figure skating and that historic silver medal for Team USA led by an incredible performance from the ice dancers, Madison Chalk and Evan Bates. We're going to speak to them in just a moment. But first, NBC's Ann Thompson joins us. Hey, Ann, good morning. Good morning, guys. Before Nathan Chen begins his quest for gold in the men's singles competition, he first helped the U.S. win that silver in the team competition with an absolutely flawless performance. But overnight, one of his teammates, Vincent Joe, testing positive for COVID. Sadly, these games may be over for him. Tonight in Beijing, all eyes will be on American figure skating star Nathan Chen. The 22-year-old competing in the men's short program, his first individual skate since his powerful performance in the team event that earned him the second highest short program score ever. A complete turnaround from his devastating short programs in Pyeongchang four years ago. The three-time world champion taking another shot at Olympic gold tonight 
But to win it, he'll have to skate his way past some stiff competition, including Japan's Yusuru Hanyu, who topped the Olympic podiums in Sochi and Pyeongchang. Overnight, Chen's American teammate, Vincent Joe testing positive for COVID. It's not clear yet if he'll be able to compete in the short program tonight. U.S. figure skating says he's undergoing additional testing to confirm his status. If the results are negative, Joe will be able to compete. Karen Chen wrapping up Monday's event for Team USA, the 22-year-old's free skate performance helping secure the silver. Alexa Canaram and Brandon Frazier contributing to the American medal in the pair's free skate. And U.S. team's co-captains Madison Chalk and Evan Bates finishing first in the free dance. The couple both on and off the ice, sealing their stellar performance with a kiss. It's the best place to deliver your personal best. <laughs> Especially in the team event, knowing that it's not just the two of us who are benefiting from our score. Russian teen prodigy Kamila Valieva helping lead the way to gold. The 15-year-old ending Monday's competition with this history-making routine, becoming the first woman to land any quadruple jump in Olympic competition. With one gold already, Valieva definitely appears to be the favorite in the women's competition. Team USA looking good as well, with Nathan Chen kicking off the men's event tonight. And of course, we're looking forward to more performances from Chalk and Bates as the games go on. Coda? All right, Ann, thank you. And lucky us, we've got that dynamic duo with us now, silver medalist Madison Chalk and Evan Bates. Guys, good morning. No, good morning. No pressure. You went out there. They, we knew that we needed you to, to clinch that medal. Tell us what you were saying to one another just before you went onto the ice. Well, good morning. It's so nice to see you both. Um, as for our pre-competition little chat, we just we turn to each other and we always tell each other that we love each other and to just trust ourselves and trust our training. And that's exactly what we did today. Did you guys feel that pressure? Because honestly, um, it wasn't just the hopes of the nation, it was the hopes of your teammates yeah. riding on you. And I mean, I don't think you needed an extra degree of difficulty, but there it was. Did that weigh on you? Or did you just think, we'll just go out there and we just do what we do? There was a little bit of additional pressure, if I'm being honest, because this is the first time we've ever done the team event. And it's such an honor to get the chance to represent Team USA. But in the team event, we're literally all sharing the scores and going for a collective medal. So we did feel a little bit of pressure. But when we went out there, in addition to the chat that Maddie spoke about, we said, it's just the two of us and let's do our thing. And we did it. Well, your thing, your thing is amazing. Savannah and I loved your choice of music, Billie awesome. Eilish and Daft, Daft Punk. Punk. I mean, who chose the music? <laughs> uh, we chose the music for both programs. Uh, we love Billie Eilish and we love Daft Punk. So we're so happy that both of our Olympic programs could be to artists that we're very passionate about. Well, yeah, but you know, it's a little off the beaten path, yeah. which we thought was really cool. I mean, you're doing, you were, you're, it, the artistry, and we have an extraterrestrial, I think that was you, Maddie, <laughs> and then Evan is the astronaut. Yeah. I mean, it's not like your normal figure skating stuff. Can we agree? Did you have to sell that to the team? 
Yeah, that is very true. It is not your typical Ice Dance Olympic program. Um, however, our team is very open to creativity and they fully encourage us to be as creative as we can dream to be. So in that regard, we're very lucky. Uh, guys, I know it's a little bit of a bummer that your families couldn't be there, but you know they were cheering you all on. Who was the first person that you called, Evan, uh, as soon as the competition was over? Well, I called my mom and I didn't realize this, but they're actually all together with pretty much all of the families from Team USA. Oh. They're hosting a watch party in San Diego. So I called my mom and I got way more than I bargained for because <laughs> I ended up speaking to basically everybody's parents and just like flipping the phone around to be like, oh, this is your kid. Oh, this is your kid. Do you want to speak to your kid now? So it was amazing. I mean, that, I feel like that was my best contribution to the team was connecting the families with the, the skaters after we were done. Oh, really cool. I love that. Madison and Evan, congratulations. Thank you. You made us all proud. Thanks, guys. And we'll be seeing you again soon. And a reminder, you can watch Nathan Chen back on, on the ice in action tonight during NBC's primetime coverage starting at 8 Eastern. And, of course, the whole thing is streaming on Peacock. And meanwhile, as the Olympic drama plays out, there are several clouds of controversy hanging over these games, some facing the host nation, others tied to the crisis at Ukraine's border with a possible Russian invasion looming. Today's senior international correspondent, Keir Simmons, has that part of the story for us. Keir, good morning. Savannah, good morning to you. This morning, the Olympic motto, together for a shared future, cannot conceal deep international divisions, from teams complaining about COVID quarantine conditions to continuing criticism of the opening ceremony. The first days of the Olympic Games met with global protests from Europe to the US and Asia, and with fresh controversy. This morning, Olympics organizers announcing tennis player Peng Shui had a private meeting with the president of the IOC in Beijing Saturday. She disappeared from public view after making sexual assault allegations against a high-ranking Chinese official in a now-deleted social media post that she says was a misunderstanding. The opening ceremony itself highly contentious, including over Taiwan, Hong Kong, and the lighting of the cauldron by a member of the Uyghur minority. I was very proud, she said afterwards, but the World Uyghur Congress calling it offensive, feeding into Chinese propaganda. Uyghur people are subject to a Chinese genocide, according to the State Department. More than a million have been sent to internment camps, the U.S. says. But China denies accusations of human rights abuses and the International Olympic Committee defending the moment seen around the world. She has every right, wherever she comes from, whatever her background, to compete. And she has every right, whatever her background, wherever she comes from, to take part in the opening ceremony. I think it was, it was a lovely concept. So. Fears over a lack of free speech at the Games, fueled by this moment. A Dutch television reporter appeared to be dragged away by a Chinese official live on air. An isolated event, the IOC said. China has threatened punishment against athletes who protest. The State Department responding, US athletes are entitled to express themselves freely. And critics accusing President Xi of politicizing the Games, meeting with world leaders over the weekend, including the United Nations Secretary General. After President Putin secured support from the Chinese leader at a Beijing summit on Friday, this morning Russia's president is back in Moscow for a crucial meeting with France's President Macron. The threat of a Russian invasion of Ukraine hanging over the Olympics.
The French president facing an election this year, claiming he can achieve an historic solution, even as the first of 1,700 US troops have arrived in Poland. And amid the international tensions, a small moment of sportsmanship. In curling, the losing Chinese side gifting Team USA a set of pins, wishing them good luck for the next round. The US curlers saying they were honoured. A nice moment, Savannah, but this morning reports that the Uyghur torchbearer from the opening ceremony avoided journalists' questions after finishing 43rd in the cross-country skiathlon event. Her interview, which you saw in my report there, was conducted by a Chinese Communist Party-run newspaper, Savannah. All right, Kirsten Mins, thank you very much. All right, it is 7.16, time to get our first check of the weather. What do you think, Mr. The, Mr. Roker? What's it like? Well, you know, we got a yeah. few little flakes going I know, right now. I know, yeah. And, and this is all part of a system that's going to be making its way through our region. So let's take a look. 30 million people under a winter weather advisory right now, stretching from the Carolinas all the way up into New England. And as we zoom in a little bit closer, you can see a little mixed precipitation stretching from, from New Jersey on into the Northeast. That's going to be continuing to push its way. That's ahead of a system we've got now. Low pressure developing off the Carolinas is going to take place to uh, start, to start to take shape. Rain and snow increases later in the afternoon than tonight into tomorrow. That moves up past the Northeast. Low pressure pressure will push north into Canada. Few lingering snow showers, no big problems. Maybe a little icing tonight. Late tonight into tomorrow morning. Uh, dangerous driving conditions, accumulations of a coating to a glaze, nothing terrible. Not going to cause power outages, but some slippery conditions and some heavier snow in northern New England. And that's your latest weather. So what part is coldest right now? Well, you know what? I would say from, from the waist down. Uh-huh. You know? Uh -huh. What about you? How's your Hold on, just a sec. Hold on. No, hold on. Fingers in are you going to put Where the big torch on? Actually, oh, my God. That's yeah. a heater. There we go. Oh, nice. Who knew? How's I mean, this There's is nice. a lot nice. going on. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's a wind tunnel. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh, jeez. Oh, well, that worked out well. All right. Well, um, Sorry, I can't. Okay, I'll guys, just, just stay one. I'll just be it's over here. Working I'll just be over here. We're working out the kinks. Thank you, though. It's the thought that counts. Guys, come ahead. coming ahead. Um, it wasn't the start she wanted, but Michaela Schifrin is still eyeing a lot of history at these Winter Olympics. We're going to talk about her chances and more with an Olympic legend herself, Miss Lindsay Vaughn. And what's it like for visitors and athletes who are trying to stay safe but still have a good time at these games? Well, after a lot of travel and COVID testing, Greg takes us inside the Olympic bubble. But first, this is Today on NBC. Coming up, the intense spotlight on Nathan Chen, already with a silver in the team event, and now he's setting his sights on individual gold. And it all begins tonight. A closer look at his journey, and the one and only Scott Hamilton will join us live. But first, this is Today on NBC. It is 7.30 now, 2022. All right, we do have a lot to get to in this half hour, including the first event of these Olympics for Michaela Schifrin, and it didn't go quite as planned. No, but the Team USA star has several more chances at the medal stand. We want to bring in somebody who certainly knows the sport, the pressure mm -hmm. of the Olympics, all of it. NBC Olympic commentator, skiing great, and three-time medalist herself, Lindsay Vaughn. Hi, Lindsay. Lindsay. Hey, guys. Well, I mean, we were just shocked yeah. to see Michaela because she's really known as one of the most consistent skiers. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, she's only not finished a race, I think, three times in the last four years. It's pretty incredible, her statistics. But I mean, when you're pushing the limits, when you're trying to win a medal, things like that happen. Also on a course that 
no one's ever been on. The snow conditions are varying to say the least, icy, grippy. You know, again, things like that happen so quickly in ski racing. Let's talk about it. They call it the Ice River. 29 people did not finish this race. Another member of Team USA, Nina, had a horrible wipeout at the end. Before we get to Nina, tell us about the conditions that are causing this, you think? Well, the thing is, it's, as I said, grippy and yeah. icy. So athletes are having to make their skis incredibly sharp so that they hold on the ice. But then when they hit the grippy stuff, it can take them out of the race instantly. So it's very difficult as an athlete to be able to charge and be a, be aggressive when the conditions are so varied. And it's windy up there. You've got faux snow. Yeah. Does that add to it? I mean, I think if it was all consistent, all the same, it would be a little bit easier. But because it's so varying, mm. you have to set your edges accordingly to the ice. And then again, once you hit the more aggressive, you know, chalky mm -hmm. snow, you, anything can happen, it can take you out. That second. horrific crash uh, from Team USA, Nina, Terrible. to watch it, people were closing their eyes. We don't know much. They just said she was responsive and speaking about things. What more do we know about her? Um, from what I've heard, yeah. it's a broken leg, possibly ligament damage. In my personal opinion, it looks like she had a pretty bad tib-fib fracture. Um, and like I would assume joint. it's dislocated, but that's totally my assumption. But it was a horrific crash. Her leg went in direction that should not have gone in. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, she was fighting for that last gate, so. Yeah. That's um, Nino O'Brien. I mean, her Olympics is over. That we know for sure. We're praying for her to come back. Yeah. Talking back about Michaela Schifrin, I mean, and you know this. How do you, it, it's skiing, it's physical, but it is yeah. mental. Yeah. How do you recover when you have such, something that you're not used to happening to you? Mm -hmm. It happens on the biggest stage. She knows how much pressure she's under. Like, how do you dig deep mm -hmm. and go forward? She's got four more events. I think the fact that she does have four more events should give her confidence. The only downside is that her next event is her favorite event, mm -hmm. slalom. So I hope that she gets a, gets a day of training in, she can regroup um, and find her confidence in the slalom. But again, it's two runs. So hopefully if she has a little bit of nerves, she has that first run, she can get into the swing of things and then second run really push it. And do you know anything about the conditions of the slalom? Is it similar to this? I believe it's, it's the same. Oh, it do is the same. Do they get to practice? Yeah. I mean, how does this work? I mean, they have a practice slope that's right next to the race slope, and it's supposed to be the same. Um, but I talked to a bunch of coaches, and the training slope is much, much mm -hmm. grippier than the race slope. The race slope is, again, really icy, especially on the upper section where Michaela went out. Um, but it varies, you know, that, that's the hard part. It's, you know, constantly changing conditions, which is very difficult for, for racers. Well, you skiers are so courageous. I don't you know really how are. you did. Yeah. Lindsay, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Look it. Look at you, sunshine. Look I know, she's sunshine. No, you're like, I'm manifesting you're bringing warmth. It. You're bringing she's it. bringing the glamour. <laughs> We're bringing the frumpy den mother. I didn't, I didn't get the memo it. of the yeah. red, white, and blue. Well, well we next have time you come, I need don't you worry. We have plenty for you. Visit upstairs. We got the whole year. Lindsay, thank you so much. She's an actual Olympian. She should be wearing this. Exactly. <laughs> Coming up next, guys, from robot restaurants to zero gravity beds, an eye-opening tour of life inside the Olympic bubble. Craig's right there to give us a first-hand look. Coming up right after this. Welcome back to our Olympic set right here on the plaza. Well, beside the competition, one of the biggest storylines of these games is those strict safety measures in place to keep COVID at bay. Yeah, and doing it in a crowded Olympic village, well, it's no easy feat. Craig is there with a look at the ways it's impacting daily routines for athletes and for certain today's show workers, too. Hey, Craig. <laughs> 
What's up? What's up? So, guys, you know, this, these are my fourth Olympics, um, and this is definitely unlike anything I've ever experienced before. Just getting to Beijing felt like an Olympic sport. Before boarding the plane, we needed to have multiple negative COVID tests uh, at specific times. Then there's the, a ton of paperwork that needed to get done. Had to get the green light to come into this bubble. Before I even stepped off the plane in China, it was clear this would be an Olympic experience unlike any other. Everyone who touches down in Beijing for the Winter Games is greeted by a hazmat suit-wearing welcoming committee like this one. They help you navigate various checkpoints and not one, but two COVID tests. All right, I've got the uh, nose swab, the uh, mouth slash throat swab. It's been quite the adventure so far. They went pretty deep on the nose, I will tell you that. Pretty deep. They're the first moments of life inside the lockdown Olympic bubble, a world sealed off from the rest of China in response to the COVID pandemic. And here's the thing, like the testing doesn't just stop at the airport. Here at the hotel, they're testing us every day. And if we miss a day, if we forget, you can't leave the hotel. The daily in-depth throat swab is something that unites everyone in the bubble. Athletes like skier Michaela Schifrin and hockey player Hillary Knight sharing their COVID tests on social media. Fences like these, security, locks, everywhere here in Beijing. The reality is I couldn't just walk down the street if I wanted to. I couldn't go to Olympic Tower right now if I wanted to. In fact, the only way we'll see most of the city is during the bus ride to the Olympic Park. As you can see, more fencing, more police there as well. Here's the thing, we are actually in Olympic Park in the middle of Beijing, and we can't go anywhere. You can see folks just on the other side of the fence line going about their daily lives. The people of Beijing, so close yet so, so far away. But the athletes who have trained their whole lives to get here are still making the most of it, taking bike rides around the athlete's village, enjoying high-tech beds. Last night, I slept in zero gravity mode, and it was amazing. With pillows that transform into blankets. <gasps> Comfort coupled with COVID safety measures. Safety first. Here comes the robot lunch. Distanced dining taken to another level. Wow by a robot restaurant at the main media center. Robot can cook. So if that didn't blow your mind enough, there's more. A robot restaurant, not complete, without a robot bartender. Yes, that's right, Savannah Guthrie, you heard me. Yeah, a human does take your order, human <laughs> takes the order, but then it's up to the robot to pour and shake delivers you this nice icy cocktail. I've got one right here. I haven't tasted it yet. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to raise a glass of okay. Team USA. It looks good. It's nighttime there, so go for it. How is it? It's, um, it's a screwdriver. Okay. It's all right. It's a little, little, more, a little more OJ than I like, but it's okay. Hey. Tell the robot. Well, there you go. <laughs> hey, Craig, Craig, what's the bourbon situation there? Al, it's uh, of, of the things that are troubling here in Beijing. That is at the top of the list. <laughs> they only have one kind of bourbon. Ow. And obviously not your kind. <laughs>
Craig, how no, are you enjoying it? I don't know how you're going to make it. Yeah. All right, Craig, uh, thank you. Thank you. All right, uh, Mr. Roker, how about a check of the forecast? That's right, and it's been prepared by a robot, so let's check it out. No, it's not. <laughs> Human hands only touch our, our forecast. We got a Midwest warm up. Uh, jet stream takes a, a jump up to the west, and you can see these temperatures way above average, stretching from the plains all the way down into Dodge City with temperatures 10 to 15 degrees above average, and that's going to continue on into next into tomorrow. Look at this, all the way down into Texas, up into Minneapolis. Temperatures anywhere from 10 to 20 degrees above average. And the good news is the 6 to 10 day outlook, if you live out west, it is fantastic. Warmer than average here in the east right through the end of next week colder than average so uh not a little good a lot of good news here for the eastern half of the u.s but our western friends doing okay and that is your latest one thank you thank you al Rowe. coming up we're going to meet the skier from california looking to bring home medals for china and she's not the only athlete who made that decision we're gonna have their stories and the reaction but first these messages Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carson we got, Daly. We got a crowd. What's up? Now we got a crowd. Seconds. We got, it's your 60th birthday. We're going to come meet and visit with some people who've come out this fine morning. Decked out in the USA gear. Guys, just ahead, uh, Team USA's very first winner, a mogul sensation, Jalen Koff, will celebrate with her. Also an Olympic version of Popstart on the way with a great story for you. But first, this is Today on NBC.